0: Welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 8th of April 2023. Today the news is brought to you by Team 3. This is Janet and your other readers are Alan, Amanda and Graham who is reading instead of Brian for this session. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel, Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442, unless stated otherwise. The headlines this week are Decorum Dragon's Apprentice Challenge celebrates its 10th year, Painting raises funds for Turkey, Popular Pub is up for sale, these and other stories to follow. Here is the news.
1: Hello, this is Alan. Over £100,000 has been raised for local charities as the Quorum Dragons Apprentice Challenge celebrated its 10th year. Team Dingo Dollars from Sir John Law School was proclaimed the overall winner of the 10th annual Dragon Apprentice Challenge. The team was one of ten taking part in the challenge and was presented with their award by the Lord Lieutenant of Hertfordshire, Robert Voss, CBE. All teams from local secondary schools were supplied with £100 steak and challenged to turn it into £1,000 or more. With support and advice from mentors within the borough business community, the budding entrepreneurs this year raised nearly 10,500, which takes the total for the past 10 years to a whopping 110,000. The teenage tycoons in waiting stepped up to tackle a charity challenge and were showered with praise at the awards night, held at Shendish Manor Hotel. The Super Dragon judges, leaders from the world of business, education and local government, were impressed with the all-round business abilities, as well as the confident way in which they presented themselves, always representing their charity. The teams showed determination and perseverance in their aim to raise as much money as possible for their charity. The Lord Lieutenant of Hertfordshire, Robert Voss CBE, presented the awards. I'd like to congratulate all the teams that took part in this year's Dragons Apprentice Challenge and particularly to overall winners, Team Ding Dollars, from Sir John Laws School. I was very impressed to see all the team's displays and get the opportunity to talk to all the students about the challenges they faced. Listening to the presentations, I was struck by how they learnt that allocating individual roles created a stronger team and communication with teachers, the public and social media made a big impact.
2: Hello, this is Amanda. Continuing the previous item, named as overall winners on the night were the team from Saint Sir John Law's school who scooped a snow centre snowboarding and Ringo session for their efforts in support of Rennie Grove Hospice Care. Their dragon was Liz Redway from Redway HR who said, The team of Year 12 students from Sir John Laws were an absolute pleasure to work with and were incredibly impressive in their approach to the challenge. I'm so pleased that they raised such a super amount for Rennie Grove Hospice and contributed to the £10,000 total raised this year by all the schools across the challenge. I'd thoroughly recommend the Dragon's Apprentice Challenge to every single school as it is such a rich learning experience for the students in life, business, teamwork and resilience. And of course, it is a great way to connect with local charities and businesses. Other winners were Most Money Raised, Hydra, from John F. Kennedy School Best Business Idea, Dingo Dollars, from Sir John Laws School Close Cooperation with Charity, Radiohead from John F. Kennedy School. Best Display, LDA from Longdean School. Best Presentation, Destiny's Dragons from John F. Kennedy School. The teams are supported by dragons from local businesses, including 1022, Squire Estates, SMAHR, SA Law, B&M Care, Redway HR, Mountain Training Trust, Barnard & Co, and Hertfordshire LEP. The challenge is organised by Connect Decorum and runs annually from September to April. Any schools, businesses or charities across Decorum that are interested in the 2023-24 should email cindy at at communityactiondecorum.org.uk.
3: Hello, I'm Graham, and this is my first time reading at DTN. A new study has said that the heat wave and drought, lack of rainfall, last summer has been bad for some UK butterfly populations. Familiar butterflies were seen in good numbers in spring 2022, but after a hot summer, the numbers were greatly reduced. Species whose numbers fell include the green-veined white, small white, small tortoise shell, peacock and common brimstone butterfly. Researchers worry that they'll see further decline throughout 2023. Caterpillars turn into butterflies, but dry weather means that the plants they rely on for food are more likely to die. Less food means there'll be fewer caterpillars that survive and get their chance to turn into butterflies. Dry weather is especially bad for butterflies and the recent UK Butterfly Monitoring Scheme report said that since the 1970s, the numbers of around 80% of butterfly species have gone down. Many never recovered from bad droughts in 1976 and 1995.
0: The first that award-winning local sculptor and artist, Stephen Charlton, knew of the devastating earthquake in Turkey was when he walked past Barber Lads in Berkhamstead's High Street and spotted the owner Sirhat Yelakaji nervously puffing on a cigarette. He challenged the young Turkish hairdresser about smoking in public, and Sirhat replied I'm so stressed about what's happened to my family in Turkey I thought it might help. Stephen said I immediately decided to donate one of my paintings for an asking price of three thousand pounds. The original artwork, entitled Engulfed in Passion, featured the logo Art for Turkey. It was seen by another Barber Lads customer, Paul Smith, managing director of London-based Clive Charles Construction Limited, who visits the shop every week with his son. Paul said, it was for such a good cause and I bought it for the full amount. But there's a twist to the tale. Paul is a Steve McQueen fan and asked if... Stephen asked Stephen if the four could be changed to a twenty to reflect reflect the livery of McQueen's racing car in his iconic film Le Mans. Stephen was delighted to oblige and presented Paul with the painting at a special ceremony with Sirhat. Sirhat, who was born and raised in Hackney, was overwhelmed by their generosity and said I can't thank them enough for this beautiful thing they've done. I was amazed and happy because this will help so many people whose lives have been affected by the earthquake. His parents are from southeastern Turkey, close to the epicenter. Several family members had to evacuate their homes in the middle of the night and have been sleeping in cars and tents for more than a month in temperatures of minus 15. Sirhat heard of one man who went back into his house to save his newborn child, but he never made it out. And there are thousands of similar dis- distressing stories. Serhat admitted, it all affected me so badly I knew I had to do something about it. I started collecting donations on the very first day and that's when Stephen stepped in and offered to donate his painting, which I really appreciated. Hut has also been helping out in London, packing and loading donations onto lorries. So far, more than 30 have been sent, and the young barber is staggered by the response. It's something I never believed could happen in this day and age, but everyone came and helped. He's also full of admiration and respect for Stephen and Paul, who've been clients since he opened the shop in February last year. We've built up a good bond, and they will always be part of my heart, he said. Birkenstead is full of beautiful people, and all of my clients have put money in the fundraising box. If you'd like to help Sir Hat, visit B, or contact him via Instagram page at BarberLads.
1: The Rectory Lane Cemetery team in Berkhamstead is inviting the local community to join them on Earth Day 2023, for an afternoon showcasing the work of volunteers. The group are looking after the three-acre green space on their doorstep and there are opportunities available to those who are interested in becoming a cemetery, cemetery volunteer for the first time. On Saturday, April 22nd, you can explore the site, chat with volunteers and even assist with some practical tasks if you come prepared. You will be able to learn about current projects and how you can offer your time to help nature to thrive in the cemetery. Perhaps you would like to join the volunteers developing the cemetery's pond habitat and urban wildflower meadow, or you might right to adopt a grave. More than 60 volunteers currently look after some of the cemetery's long-forgotten memorials, ensuring that they are beautifully planted for bees and other pollinators. However, there are still many memorials yet to be gardened. We are delighted to be celebrating Earth Day 2023, said Ranger Kate Campbell, by demonstrating what volunteers have done and can still do to make this little corner of the Earth sustainable and a place for biodiversity. We do desperately need more volunteers to continue making the cemetery a welcome home for local wildlife. If you can spare just a little bit of your time on our pond, wildflower meadow or grave garden projects, it can make a profound difference. Project manager Dr James Moore said, we welcome anyone to get involved. Join our weekly work party and enjoy making friends outdoors. Come as a family, as a school or as a business, on a one-off or a regular basis. You can work as a team or alone, using gardening for your mental and physical health. The Rectory Lane Community Volunteers Activity Afternoon is free to attend on a drop-in basis from noon to 3pm on Saturday, April 22nd. No booking is required, but please inform them if you plan to attend by emailing team at Rectory Lane Cemetery. .org.uk in advance.
2: A pub in Tring, known for its popularity among fishermen, is up for sale with a £500,000 valuation. Located in Marsworth, Tring, the Angler's Retreat has gone on the market as a freehold property. Property specialists, Fleurets is tasked with selling the property which overlooks four reservoirs. From the pub, customers can see the top Star Tops End Reservoir and part of the Grand Union Canal, which is a popular fishing spot. It is located next to a busy car park for the canal, which also attracts dog walkers, cyclists and boat owners. The Anglist Retreat also bo- boasts a prominent location off the main road of the village. Floretz has valued the property at £500,000 plus fat. David Brown, current vendor, said... I'm in my 70s. If I was 30 years younger, this business would not be up for sale. I've got to be realistic. This business has so much potential, but I'm not the right person to take it forward. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what it grows to become.
3: Continuing from the previous item. Internally, there are 54 covers, while an external area has an additional 18 covers with a pizza oven. There is another area which is fully paved with around 32 covers and an additional grassed, part-paved garden with benched seating for a further 48. A four bedroom residential property across the 25 space car park is potentially up for sale as well. A price for the building must be agreed separately, but the two items can be purchased either individually or as one. Previously, the current ownership group was granted planning permission to build an extra six double bedrooms, an extension to the conservatory, a new enlarged kitchen, better toilet facilities, as well as separate access to the flat above. Although the owners did not proceed with the plans, the developer believes a similar expansion would be approved in the future. Alicia Wilson-Gunn, senior associate of Floretz said, the Angler's Retreat is based in a great location to capitalise on the local trade. The property also has an amazing outside trade area with an aviary and provides additional covers during the better weather. For further information, prospective buyers can contact Florets via email on london at or by calling 020 7280 4700.
0: To celebrate National Unicorn Day on April the 9th, Sue Wilkinson looks at why we love this beautiful beast. One of my earliest childhood memories is of listening to Junior Choice on Radio 2. It ran from 1967 to 1982, hoping that my favorite song would be played, the unicorn song performed by the Irish Rovers with words by poet Shel Silverstein. I can, without the aid of Google, sing snatches of it now. The verse runs, there was green alligators and long-necked geese, some humpty-backed camels and some chimpanzees, some cats and rats and elephants, but as sure as you're born, the loveliest of all was the unicorn. It goes on to explain how unicorns ignored the flood warning and missed Noah's Ark, and ends, you're never going to see no unicorn. The silliness of the unicorns who stopped to play rather than rush to the boat in safety, it is sure if they had, we would see unicorns with their horned heads held high and rainbow manes and tails flowing, to this day sky-riding. It's no surprise we have a day to celebrate the unicorn. It is a symbol of happiness, fantasy and wonder. It is an icon of colour and of childlike splendour and magic. In modern times, they appear on birthday cakes, biscuits, clothing, balloons, cards, you name it. You can have a unicorn one, including ride-on children's toys. But they are not a modern phenomenon. The unicorn is a creature of legend, one with a single, large, spiralled and pointy horn that projects from its forehead. They were spotted in earlier Mesopotamian artwork and were often noted in myths and stories. Deriving from China, Greece, and India.
1: Continuing the item, in Greek mythology, writers strongly believed that unicorns were running wild in a faraway, distant realm. The distant realm is India, and Greek physician uh, Ctesius quoted in his book on the nature of animals that he believed India produced the one horned horse. Some argued that he was not seeing a unicorn but instead was sighting the Indian rhinoceros. In Iran, unicorns were said to be found in Persepolis and the Hebrew Bible describes an animal called the ra'em which some believed to be the unicorn. The unicorn has always being depicted as a symbol of grace and purity, with its horn said to hold the power to cleanse poisonous water and to heal sickness. In medieval times they would sell the tusks of the narwhal whale and advertise it as a unicorn horn. The Celts, Romans and Persians also described a white magical horns with a single horn. The creature was said to represent strength, grace and freedom. The unicorn has been a symbol on the Scottish coat of arms since the 12th century.
2: Two teenagers have been arrested in Hemel Hempstead linked to a moped theft. A 16-year-old boy and a 15-year-old girl were arrested on suspicion of theft of a motor vehicle. Both have been released on bail while inquiries continue. Hertfordshire County Constabulary announced on Thursday 30th of March that the moped was recovered after eagle-eyed work from Hemel Hempstead Safer Neighbourhood Team, SNT, police officers, on Monday last week, SNT officers assisted by the Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire Road Policing Unit and Dog Unit spotted a moped being ridden on Maylands Avenue. Earlier that day, the vehicle had been reported as stolen from Runham Road. On the same day, local officers had also reported, responded to a call reporting an off-road motorbike riding across Keane's Field. After locating the rider, it was discovered that the vehicle was uninsured and upon further inspection deemed not road legal and was subsequently seized. Information on how you can protect your motorcycle, moped or scooter from theft can be found on the Police Force's website at www.hearts.police.uk. Hertfordshire Constabulary also advises that you can report information by calling 101, quoting crime reference... 41 forward/24828
3: forward/23 A 14-year-old boy from Hemel Hempstead has released his debut song about dyslexia to raise awareness and funds for charity. Joshua Thomas Conn, who was diagnosed with dyslexia, wrote 500 words using lyrics that describe how the disability makes him feel. For example, the line 500 words spinning around is a reference to how words on the page move around and how reading can be a challenge for him. He said, I wanted to do something with my voice and write a song about something I could connect to. The song promotes the message of dyslexia. Joshua will be donating some of the funds raised from the song to the British Dyslexia Association and the Brain Charity. Joshua's dad, Adam Paul Conn said, Me and his mum are super proud of him. When he said he had written his own song, we booked him into a studio in London. He's really got a gift for music. 500 Words is out now on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, YouTube, and TikTok.
0: Nominations are being invited for grants awarded by Brakespear Parks Community Fund which is supporting worthy causes amid the cost of living crisis. Breakspear Park Business Park, based in Hemel Hempstead, has already donated 1000 pounds to an organisation which helps people with a rare genetic disorder and has pledged to donate further funding to help other groups. The Business Park is committed to donating £1,000 every quarter in 2023 to charity groups, services and not-for-profit groups based in Hertfordshire. Breakspear Park's management team will announce the details of the top three nominations via the Business Park's Facebook page. The public will then vote for the project or cause they believe deserves the donation the most. Dina Mistry, Marketing Manager at Breakspear Park, said, We were overwhelmed by the incredible response to our first community fund donation. The sheer number of people engaging with the campaign showed us how much the local communities, charities and groups mean to everyone. Although we cannot assist everyone, we will strive to help as many projects as possible. Hence, we are excited to announce that nominations for the next £1,000 donation are now open and we look forward to extending our support to deserving causes. To nominate a Hertfordshire based organisation, email Dina, spelled D I N A, dot mystery, spelled M I S T R Y, at breakspear park with details of the project charity, group or service, what the, f- the money will be used for and contact details for the organisation. Write unknown if you don't know what the money will be used for. The closing date for nominations is April the 30th.
1: The Hamill Hempstead School has announced its excitement at joining a growing education trust. It's the 7th School to announce its working with the Scholars Education Trust. Buntingford First School, Harpenden Academy, Priory Academy, Robert Bartley Academy, Samuel Ryder Academy and Sir John Law's School are already with the Multi School Academy Trust. The school officially joined the Trust on Saturday, April 1st, meaning the Board is now responsible for over 6,000 children. The SET was founded in 2012 and will now be working with two primaries, an all-through school, three secondaries and an extended secondary institution. Although all schools retain their own identities, the Trust states it has created a central DNA which all schools are expected to contain. Neil Hassel, head teacher of the Hemel Hempstead School, said, we are incredibly excited to be joining Scholars Education Trust. Strong schools working together in collaboration creates more and better opportunities for students and colleagues alike across the Trust to excel and achieve the highest outcomes. We have been made to feel incredibly welcome by our new partners and look forward to great times ahead. Claire Robbins, Chief Executive Officer of Scholar's Education Trust, added, We are delighted to greet the Hemel Hempstead School as the newest member of the Scholar's Education Trust. Neil Hassel and his team bring a wealth of expertise to our multi-academy trust, and we are confident that by collaborating closely at all levels, we will be able to help the young people in all our schools to achieve even more than they ever believed possible. The Trust share its teaching knowledge across the institutions, oversees and uses a controlled support system to allow schools to share expertise and knowledge. Contacts within the Trust have enabled teachers to visit China, Denmark and Singapore. Our vision for the schools to produce responsible young people, of whom we can all be proud, who have achieved more than they ever believed possible, and who are prepared to make a contribution to their local, national and global communities, said a trust spokesman.
2: A ceremony to mark the declaration service of the new High Sheriff of Hertfordshire, Liz Green, was held at St Peter's Church in Berkhamsted on Saturday. The office of High Sheriff dates to Saxon times and is the oldest secular office in the UK after the Crown. The role includes supporting the Crown and important work of the judiciary including judges, police, magistrates, tribunals, prisons and probation, and emergency services. Many high sheriffs also assist their county community foundations and local voluntary organisations, and support a range of civic ceremonies across the county. Liz, who hails from near Tring, said, My theme for the year is reading, writing and rehabilitation. Many of us take reading for granted and we don't stop to think about the difficulties of practical day-to-day living of those who struggle to read. Whether completing job applications, reading instructions on a medicine bottle or understanding road signs or bail conditions, literacy can make a huge difference to an individual. I hope to bring people together to enable us to improve literacy skills levels in Hertfordshire and to help ex-offenders into work. It is a tremendous honour and an enormous privilege to be appointed High Sheriff. I look forward to meeting many people who either work professionally or volunteer to help others across our communities. Liz and her husband Peter have lived near Tring for almost 30 years. They played hockey for Tring and many years ago Liz was selected to play golf for Hertfordshire. From September 2018 to September 2019, Liz, who has a background in retail marketing and PR, had the honour of being elected and serving as Sheriff of the City of London. Liz and Peter were fortunate to live at the Old Bailey and during that time learned about the problems of those leaving prison and the reality for those in prison who struggle to read. Liz, an ambassador for Rennie Grove Peace Hospice Care and Hearts Community Foundation, volunteers as an Area Coordinator for Shannon Trust which works to improve literacy and numeracy in prisons and the community and she is a trustee of the Butler Trust, a charity that celebrates the best in UK prisons, probation and youth justice.
3: The development of a new sixth form centre at Kings Langley School has got underway as applications open for the first intake of students who will benefit from the facilities. The piling works and foundation structure are now complete and the building is beginning to emerge above ground with current year 11 and 12 students eagerly monitoring the progress. Due to open from September this year, it will provide working space and refreshment facilities independently from the rest of the school. Prospective six formers looking to attend the school can apply via the school website at kls.hearts.sch.uk or arrange a visit. Elsewhere, the school's 3G football pitch planning application is currently being considered by Decorum Borough Council, and the school has once again asked the community to get behind their fundraising efforts. 3G is a third generation synthetic surface made up of synthetic turf, sand, and rubber infill. It is anticipated that the proposed pitch will not only enhance the facilities for its students. But will also prove an asset to the local community. As part of the grant application to the Football Foundation, KLS must demonstrate their local community support and raise some funds towards the project.
0: This warning is about offences that have taken place involving victims who are advertising their cars for sale on Auto Trader. Sellers are contacted by prospective purchasers who take the vehicle for a test drive alone and pour oil and coolant on the engine in order to achieve a vastly reduced sale price. No seller of a vehicle should allow a buyer to test drive their vehicle alone. Another common scam is for sellers on online marketplace sites to trust that the buyer has transferred the money when they see a screen the buyer shows them. This can be a fake screenshot. A further scam is for a transaction through PayPal or other payment channels to be cancelled by the buyer once the goods for sale have been handed over. The advice is to wait until the money is in your own bank account and that the seller should contact their own bank to establish this. Do not take the word of the buyer.
1: Decorum Borough Council has approved plans to realign and restore the River Gade in Hemel Hempstead's Gatebridge Park. The plans were approved at the Council's planning meeting on January twenty-sixth, provided they meet conditions. In the report, the applicant said the Gade fails to meet the good status required by the Mo- Water Framework Directive Due to poor historical river management practices and over abstraction. They plan to partially realign the gate and to create a new river channel downstream. The plans would include a new concrete weir and the relocation of the Environment Agency gauging station. Two, new pedestrian bridges would also be provided. It's hoped the work will begin next spring, with wildlife surveys and other monitoring taking place in the meantime. A spokesman for DBC said the proposed works strike an appropriate balance between meeting the recreational needs of residents and the functions of Gatebridge Park and we need uh, the need for environmental and ecological improvements to the River Gade. We look forward to working with the Environment Agency in securing further details on landscaping, contamination, archaeology and ecology to ensure that this development delivers these benefits while mitigating any potential harms. An education, uh, environment education spokesperson said, chalk streams, like the River Gade, face a number of challenges. Their future depends on action from water companies, farmers and landowners, as well as government and regulators. Our improvements to the GADE working with Affinity Water and DBC include restoring the the stream to a more natural state to help chalk stream plants, brown trout and insects, allowing them to flourish. We also want to build new footpaths and a bridge.
2: This week in history. April 5th, 1910. Kissing was banned on the French railways because it could cause delays. On this day last year, Walker said it plans to make at least half its products healthy or low calorie by 2025, as it faced new regulations targeting junk food. April 6th, 1965. Early Bird, the first commercial communication satellite was launched by the United States. April 7, 1947, death of Henry Ford, American motor car manufacturer. On this day last year, astronomers spotted what could be the most distant astronomical as- object ever seen a galaxy. April 8, 1967, barefoot Sandy Shaw won the Eurovision Song Contest for the UK with Puppet on a String. On this day last year, a century-old Greenland shark found washed up on a Cornish beach died of meningitis, a post-mortem found. April 9, 1945 the USS Liberty exploded in Bari Harbour, Italy killing 360 people. On this day last year the Queen and royal family privately marked the first anniversary of the Duke of Edinburgh's death. April 10, 1924 the first book of crosswords was published in New York. On this day last year, the Mayor of London thanked the outgoing Metropolitan Police Commissioner, Dame Cressida Dick, on her final day in the job.
3: Berkhamsted has a link with the Isles of Scilly, thanks to a 19th century resident whose name will be familiar to readers who went to school in the town in the 1970s. Pay a visit to the fascinating Rectory Lane Cemetery and on the base of the cemetery's foundation stone, you'll find the name Augustus Smith. He is listed here as church warden, but he had a far more prominent role in the town's history. Augustus belonged to a wealthy banking family who were influential in the town. He was born at Ashlands Hall and had a reputation as a philanthropist. In the 1830s, Augustus acquired the lease from the Duchy of Cornwall of the Isles of Scilly for £20,000. He called himself Lord Proprietor of the Isles of Scilly and maintained a home there at Tresco Abbey. He was not always popular during his 35-year reign as he began to change the islander's way of life. Those who were unable to find a job locally were expelled and he also moved families off some of the smaller islands. The locals dubbed him the Emperor. But in his favour, he also built a new quay at Hugh Town, planted gorse and trees to create shelter for agricultural land and built schools. However, he is remembered more fondly in Berkhamsted, where he led the Battle of Berkhamsted Common in 1866. The Ashridge Estate was owned by the Brownlow family And in 1865, Parliament recommended that common rights should be transferred to the public.
0: There's more to that story. Lords of the Manor were outraged by the idea and began to take action to ensure common land was part of their estates before any law could take effect. Lord Brownlow fenced off more than 400 acres of common land, blocking footpaths and bridleways. Augustus, a radical MP by this time, hired 120 Irish navvies from the east end of London and brought them to Hertfordshire in a special train in the dead of night. In the early hours, the men dismantled two miles of iron fencing and stacked it in neat piles so they could not be charged with trespass with intent to cause damage. Lord Brownlow brought a legal case against Augustus for trespass and criminal damage, but died before the case came to its conclusion. In 1870, Lord Justice Romilly determined that pulling down a fence was no more violent an act than erecting one, and ruled in favour of Augustus. In his memory, Berkhamsted's first middle school, Augustus Smith School, opened in 1970 and was formally opened by Margaret Thatcher, then Minister of Education. Each year, its students spent holidays in the Scilly Isles, maintaining the connection with Augustus. When the school amalgamated with Thomas Bourne School in Durrance Lane, it was renamed Thomas Coram School, and the memorial to Augustus was lost. Augustus never married, but had plenty of other things to keep him busy. His garden in the Isles of Scilly became well known for the temperate plants that thrived outdoors in the island's welcoming climate. Now, the gardens are open to the visiting public and dubbed a perennial queue without the glass. It is home to around 20,000 plants from more than 80 countries.
1: Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, and any more news. There is a computer course for the visually impaired. These classes are at the South Hill Centre in Cemetery Hill and are run every Friday morning from 9am to 10.30am. Expert help is offered for computer issues, Android and iPad tablet problems and mobile phone issues. Help is also available, though not formally taught, for Word, Excel and any Windows problems. No computer experience is necessary, but bring your own tablet, iPad, smartphone or traditional mobile phone. For further information, contact the DTN Secretary, on two one seven nine one eight
2: have you heard about Boxmore good neighbors who are we and what do we do we support the elderly in Boxmore help with travel to medical appointments shopping we provide a weekly service delivered to your door collecting prescriptions we pick up and deliver prescriptions simple gardening Help with simple tasks like mowing the grass or cutting back bushes. Companionship, with a home visit when permitted or a phone call. Befriending or comforting, we offer a call from a volunteer for a chat to provide a listening ear and friendly voice over the phone or in person when permitted. Special events, we organise fish and chip suppers, cream teas and more. The scheme is run entirely by volunteers for the benefit of elderly residents living in Boxmore. We do not charge, but welcome donations. Contact us on phone 07713 358931 from 9am to 1pm Monday to Friday. Email info at boxmoregoodneighbours.org.uk
3: Postal and proxy vote deadline approaches. Borough, Town and Parish Council elections will take place on Thursday the 4th of May, 2023. The deadline for receiving new postal votes and postal proxy applications and for the changes to existing postal or proxy votes is Tuesday the 18th of April 2023 at 5pm. Until the 25th of April, you can go to the Forum in Hemel, present your National Insurance number and get help to apply for voter ID needed to vote in person this year.
0: The obituaries in the Gazette this week are Joyce Harkness, who died peacefully on the 15th of March. The service will be held at St Paul's Highfield on 18th of April at 10am. Rosemary Pettit, who died peacefully on 18th of March, aged 85 years, the funeral will be held on 26th of April at Bearton Crematorium for close family, followed by a service at Sunnyside Church in Berkhamsted. Enquiries to Malcolm Jones and Metcalf on 864548. 548. Anna Minna Prowan, formerly of the Lodge Care Home Hemel Hempstead, who passed away peacefully on the 19th of March, aged 96 years, Funeral service to take place at West Harts Crematorium on the 12th of April at 11am. May they all rest in peace.
1: And now a trustee notice this week for Carol Judith Livingstone, deceased. Anyone having a claim against or interest in the estate of the deceased late of one church cottages, Station Road, Albury, Tring, who died on 25th of February, 2023. You must send written particulars to the address below by the 6th of June, 2023 to Taylor Walton, LLP, T.W. House, Station Approach, Harpenden, AL5, 4SP.
2: What's on at the theatre? At the Watford Palace, Cinderella, a Royal Opera House encore on Sunday 16th of April 2023 at 2pm. Please note, this is a recording of a live broadcast from the Royal Opera House and is not an on-stage performance. Royal Ballet founder, choreographer, Frederick Ashton's Cinderella celebrates its 75th anniversary this season. The ballet's opening night in 1948, featuring Moira Shearer and Michael Soames in the lead roles, was received rapturously. After over a decade away from the Royal Opera House stage, Ashton's timeless reworking of Charles Perrault's famous rags-to-riches story returns, showcasing the choreographer's deft musicality and the beauty of Prokofiev's score. Time approximately three hours, price from £15.50. Contact 01923 225 671 or sales at WatfordPalistheatre.co.uk.
3: And coming soon to the Watford Palace Theatre, David Tennant in Good by C.P. Taylor on Thursday the 20th of April at 7pm. Please note this is a recorded screening of a live performance, not an on-stage performance. David Tennant, previously Doctor Who, makes a much anticipated return to the West End. In a blistering reimagining of one of Britain's most powerful political plays. As the world faces its Second World War, John Halder, a good, intelligent German professor, finds himself pulled into a movement with unthinkable consequences. Filmed live at the Harold Pinter Theatre in London. Age suitability 12 plus, as it contains strong language and adult content. The runtime is approximately 160 minutes. Prices from £15.50, contact telephone number 01923 225 671 or sales at
0: Also on at the Court Theatre in Tring this month, the Berkhamstead Theatre Company proudly presents two productions. Dr Doolittle, from Tuesday the 18th to Saturday the 22nd of April. Join him on a perilous voyage to distant islands, discover the great pink sea snail, then fly through the skies on a giant lunar moth. A case of mistaken murder and crimes against creatures, the Doctor takes us on a mystical journey to help us understand the animals and save his own neck. A live band with classics, I've Never Seen Anything Like It and Talk to the Animals?, This is a whirlwind of a show suitable for all ages of young and young at heart. Also, Wolves of Willoughby Chase from Thursday the 27th to Saturday the 29th of April. In the mythical reign of King James III, the snows lie deep across England and wolves roam freely through the land. Young cousins Bonnie and Sylvia are looking forward to spending time at Willoughby Chase. But the arrival of the sinister governess, Miss Slycarp, leads them into a frightening series of mysteries. As enemies take over Willoughby Chase, Bonnie and Sylvia must escape their clutches and solve the puzzle for themselves. A thrilling, funny and spectacular a- adaptation of Joan Aiken's classic children's novel that all the family will love. For more details, go to courttheatre.co.uk.
1: Music. Juicebox Live are a multi-award winning live music promoter based within Decorum. This month continues the trend, started in 2021, of a regular night at the Old Town Hall, which is primarily focused on providing artists from Decorum with a chance to play in the local area. The accents, formed in 2022, are an acoustic two-piece from Hemel Hempstead. Mike, guitar and locals, and Tommy, drums and backing, have created a fusion of indie and folk with an addy drop of country. Their energetic set of storytelling songs and punchy sing-alongs bring an immediate sense of familiarity, which will have you joining in at the second chorus. The band will be active in 2023 with a mini tour booked through the spring, more planned for summer, and looking to release an EP this year. Support act will be Evan Collins. For more information, Contact two two eight zero nine one or email OTH box office at decorum.gov.uk.
2: Films at the cinema this week include How to Blow Up a Pipeline, Cairo Conspiracy Unlimited Screening. The Pope's Exorcist, Air, The Super Mario Brothers movie, Beautiful Disaster, Honour Among Thieves, The Night of the Twelfth, John Wick Chapter 4, Hallelujah, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Creed 3. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking.
3: Sunnyside's Rural Trust's three gardens will be opening for the National Garden Scheme for the first time this May. The Trust has three six acre gardens in North Church, Berkhamsted, and Hemel Hempstead, which will open on Saturday, the 14th of May, 11 till 4 pm, for the scheme, which raises funds for charity. Sunnyside's activity centre in Berkhamsted has two rest gardens nestling under mature fruit trees, including a fine specimen of the rare Aylesbury prune. Visitors will also be able to see the vegetable growing area and extensive cane and espalier fruit garden with a woodland and hazel coppice, each busy with wildlife. Nestled alongside local allotments, The North Church site is a market garden and small animal farm. Vegetables are grown here to organic principles using no-dig methods along with a variety of fruits. The Hemel site also has a farm shop and barista coffee in the Sunnyside Up Cafe. The Sunnyside Rural Trust Trail is bookable for you to explore. Three sites on just one ticket. That's to be found at findagarden.ngs.org.uk forward slash garden forward slash 44821 forward slash sunnyside hyphen rural hyphen trust hyphen trail.
0: As part of the Great British Spring Clean, last week the Decorum Borough Council Clean, Safe and Green team completed a thorough clear-up of the A41. The crew of 20 operatives did a brilliant job and collected five tonnes of litter in seven days, and the two HGV sweepers collected a further 69 tonnes of road sweepings.
1: Pub saves poplar tree. The owners of the Crystal Palace pub have responded to public demand and agreed to pollard a poplar tree outside the pub rather than cut it down. Campaigners made local news headlines when they protested about the planned application to cut cut down the tree, gathering 200 plus signatures in a petition appealing for the tree to be saved. A letter from Punch Pubs to Campaigners, explaining that a company has now been commissioned to pollard the tree, said, Our core concern regarding the tree has always been health and safety. More, re- More recently, we've been concerned about the damage the tree's roots have made to the surrounding grounds. Maggie Procopi of Birkhamstead Environmental Concern Group commented, this is great news for the town, I'm delighted and grateful that the owners have reconsidered and decided to pollard the tree. Thanks go to Big Smoke Brew, Punch Pubs and to the very many residents who made their feelings known. Done carefully, pollarding should ensure the tree remains healthy and an asset to the area for many years to come. I'm looking forward to enjoying a pint or two sitting beside it very soon.
2: A reminder, the coronation of His Majesty King Charles III will take place on Saturday 6th of May 2023. To celebrate the occasion, Decorum Borough Council will be hosting a weekend of events in Gadebridge Park on Saturday the 6th and Sunday, the 7th of May, 2023. Saturday, the 6th of May events. On Saturday, there will be a live screening of the coronation, together with entertainment for all the family, including arts and crafts, farmyard animals, face painting, Smith's Fun Fair, Crazy Golf, and lots more. A range of food and drink will be available to purchase. Sunday, the 7th of May events. On Sunday, there will be stalls in the park and Old Town High Street, and a live screening in the park of the Coronation Concert from Windsor, plus films for all the family. Again, food and drink will be available.
3: Munching on some Easter eggs this weekend? Make sure to dispose of the packaging correctly. Remember to scrunch up your foil into a golf ball size and pop it into your blue-lidded recycling bin, along with any plastic casing and cardboard. Soft, scrunchy plastic can be taken to a supermarket to recycle in the soft plastic containers, or can be disposed of in your grey bin. There are lots of plastic-free Easter eggs to look for, so so look for those where possible. A reminder about Easter bank holiday bin changes. Bin collections will not be affected by the Good Friday bank holiday, but bin collections will be one day later next week due to the bank holiday on Monday the 10th of April. Collections will return to normal from Monday the 17th of April.
0: We are coming to the end of this week's news. Before we go, we'd like to wish all our listeners a very happy Easter weekend. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 0623 and 1947. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill. Alexa will ask which broadcast you want to listen to. Follow this with play the decorum talking newspaper. If Alexa offers you the wrong broadcast, just say no and try again. Remember, for those listening on memory stick, information on local amenities and services follow after the final music of this recording of the news. Please remove your memory stick from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up carefully, turn the label over and post it back to us at the Adyfield Community Centre, the Queen's Square, Hemel Hempstead, HP24EW, using any Royal Mail postbox. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from all your readers, the editor and Mike, your technician for this week.